everybody, welcome back to another episode of Off The Top. And I promise you, this time, I'm going to put on clothes. <laughs> yeah, you can't see him, but he's in a robe, so it's halfway there. Yep. Progress. But anyway, so uh, uh, once again, like last podcast, we are introducing a special guest. Um, obviously, you have me talking, Jordan. I'm Julian. And our special guest is... What's up, guys? I'm Mark. All right. So Mark is a friend of ours for a while now uh, in town for the holiday break. And he brought up a good point, seeing that two of us are recently on the back end of finishing up college. And one of us is recently out getting out or has been out of college for about two years, kind of talking about the value of education, our opinions on it, and kind of looking at some numbers and where it's going and you know what our thoughts on what could be improved or what could be better over time. Yeah, and uh, I feel like that dialogue has been talked about a lot recently um, in this generation specifically just because of the explosion of college and formal education and people taking that route opposed to other routes. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that you see is that, as you said, an explosion of just a lot of new things are coming out. And I think college is really struggling to... Um, catch up and teach kind of more current things. It's important to learn the fundamentals in the history, but if you're way behind on teaching what's now and what's going to be big is when you get this kind of clash of mindsets and discussion on whether college is important to certain fields or if there's a better way it should be done. Yeah, because like right now, at least, I feel like if you really want to get in like white collar jobs or like professionalistic jobs, like college, a college degree is like somewhat of like credentials, like you need to have it to break through into those certain industries. And it'll be interesting to see in the future, you know, with technology rising, if, if it's going to be more based off of ability or of credentials that you've that you've gained. Yeah, certainly. And so uh, just so we kind of have a basis to start with, you two are still currently in college. Yeah. Um, I'd really like to hear your opinion currently. Like, what are the what are the things that you guys get out of college right now? I think the basis for me and what you get out of college, um, I'm a marketing major, minoring internet marketing and e-commerce, so something that's kind of on the front line. But a lot of things that I'm getting is very fundamental, traditional, kind of outdated information and with a lot of, uh, I'd call it glorified high school, so generalization of certain topics. So, I mean, I've taken three to four different science classes. Um, I've just taken some random electives, and to me, Valuing my college education, I wish there was just kind of a, you know, th maybe make it a three-year program that it's directed straight to marketing and all the different in and outs and specifying, rather than having me going through, like, general chem that I did in high school, just doing it in uh, college. But another thing for me, though, I get a lot of, I guess, networking is where college really stands out to me, is I meet different people who are interested in the same field, and I can bounce those ideas off of them and kind of get... Um, a lead or a foot somewhere, an idea of where to go with this information. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of come from a different perspective as I'm a petroleum engineering major. And uh, the school I attend is just basically strict, uh, uh, strict engineering school. Uh, I guess we have econ major, but that's the only non-engineering major or math and science kind of technical STEM major. So I feel like my degree has been super specialized, you know, like it's been really specialized, but like kind of along the road, like a year or two in, I realized that I didn't want to be an engineer at all. And so, you know, I've been learning all this very specific stuff and all this very technical stuff. But as a person that kind of wants to veer more into investments and maybe oil and gas investments, you know, I feel like 
sitting in the classroom, a lot of the times I'm like, what, this is kind of a waste of time. Like, what am I doing here? But I need the degree. Like people think that the degree is super important for me. And when I tell people I'm a petroleum engineering major, they think like that's super cool. And, but I feel like, you know, like I, I, everything I need to know, I kind of already know for the jobs that I want to go get. Yeah, I think you guys will just to kind of like touch on what you said, Julian. Um, I share the experience of kind of having, um, the, this kind of a ubiquitous role of college of, you know, they force you to do a couple different things that might seem like a wasted effort in generalizing and, you know, taking an English class if you're a math major or something like that, where you kind of miss the mark on what you're actually there for college for. Mm. And then at the on the opposite end, I mean, I feel like we have a very, very nice selection of, mm, you know, yeah. people talking because, well, I mean, yours is fairly more generalized and his is uh, or Marx is very, very specific in what he's learning. Mm-hmm. And I think regardless of what you do learn, I think you hit it on the head mark when the fact that, uh, and I was, I was talking to a, an economics professor once, um, before I graduated about this college is mainly a test of grit and a little bit of aptitude. So you, you got to have grit to be able to, uh, keep on continuing to educate yourself and going through things. And the fact that there's things that you don't want to learn, regardless if it's, you know, random chemistry, or if it's super specific into petroleum engineering, there's things that you don't necessarily, you almost miss the mark on as far as like, why am I really learning this when I really want to end up being X, Y, or Z? No. So that shows grit in the fact that you guys are sticking to it because you have a goal in, ahead that uh, you guys are persevering for. And also, I mean, it just shows naturally. I feel like people can obviously understand that it takes a somewhat of an aptitude. It may not take a whole bunch, to be successful in school and it's may more be about diligence and uh you know discipline and stuff but it does take aptitude so those two things i feel like is what mainly shines when you can say you know i graduated with a degree in x y or z from you know here yeah Yeah. and i think you touched on it too like to me i talked on the generalization and you kind of touched on well and i think that's kind of a flaw in the American education system. I'm not too sure about international education system, but I think a lot of the stuff that you're relearning in college as your prereqs or general studies is something that you should really be learning in high school. And I think that's where that comes across. Like like I said, I learned chemistry in high school and then I learned it again in college and learned new things. And where I feel this this kind of that breakdown between high school is just like, oh, you're general, but it's like you're a beginner. And then it goes to like college, like intermediate instead of going like, okay, you know, your periodic table of contents in high school, this, this and that, or whatever it may be. So when you get to college, you can just kind of jump into these, these studies. Cause I think at the end of the day, regardless, I've learned, I'm, I like using science for some reason, example, maybe because I don't like it, but say I've learned it, you know, two or three times from the whole education system. Like I never find myself, I always find myself going back to the same basic components that I learned earlier before college. Like what is this element or, you know, how do these molecules work? And then other than that, there's a bunch of other stuff that I just, I, I guess, filtered out over time. Yeah. I think it's interesting what you say about high school too, because you know, as people say, oh, we should do like not trade schools in a sense, but like, oh, you should be able to graduate high school and go into like a two or three year program. And like, this is what you want to do, you know, but I feel like our high schools, like 
you know, when you talk to kids, like my, my little brother is 19 and he's always like, I don't know what I want to, what I want to do when I'm older. I don't know what I want to do. All my friends know what they want to do and I don't. But it's like, do they really know what they want to do? Cause they've never done that. Mm-hmm. Like, is that just their parents saying that's what they want to do? Or is that just like their uncle does that? So that's dope. That's what they want to do. Cause like, you know, I went into school and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I knew I kind of wanted to do investment stuff, but I get to school and kind of petroleum engineering is like the cool major. You know, my parents are kind of like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of money out of school. And so you kind of delve into that personalized program, you know? So it's like in high school, if there, if there could be a way to kind of show kids more, expose them to different types of jobs and maybe like give them like kind of little industry, like, like internships almost in high school. So you can kind of know what you actually want to do would be, would be beneficial. Yeah, I think there's like a. I think that's a good point. I think there is a lack of connection between real world and what you're taught in both levels. Like the biggest one of the another gripe I have with college is um, kind of real world experience. Whether regardless of your major, like you get kind of case studies that are close, but you're never actually like marketing major. I'm never actually working a real ad that people will see. I'm just theoretically doing something or maybe in like an econ you're understanding numbers but you aren't really getting to play when a, a bigger picture is in play or like a you know companies holding on to you to analyze this thing and make sure it's the right move and then in college it's like oh yeah i analyze it cool i got a b i pass it's like some fields it's like yeah you analyze it but you missed a good chunk right there so uh, i don't know maybe figure something out or we're going to have a problem here in the long run. Yeah. I think Jordan can really, you both of you, cause you both work, but Jordan for sure can definitely attest to that as someone who's worked a job that like, you know, like actually working a job, you learn so much more on the job than you do in school. Like with my internships I've had in the summer that haven't even been related to my major. I feel like I know more about like investments than I even do about petroleum engineering, even though I've spent way more time learning about petroleum engineering, but just through working, I feel like I've gotten, uh, kind of greater knowledge on on that subject. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you guys are definitely uh, lighting, like you know, painting this picture. And I mean, it seems very fairly accurate from my own experience and the fact that there is there's a very very uh, apparent dissonance or like discrepancy between what you learn in school and what you end up doing, regardless of if it's in the same industry or not. Um, the, I think that there is something lost in the purely academic pursuits of learning something when you, you don't get to actually physically have some sort of hands-on experience with it. Um, but while that is being said, I mean, there is something to get value out of it. Um, and I mean, there has to be because, look at if you look at like um the rates of people going to college it it hasn't slowed down and it's actually increased so uh my question to you guys is why is that the case i mean we've been talking about some like somewhat of the shortcomings and sometimes where colleges miss the mark but why do you guys believe that college is still one of the more popular options for the youth getting out of high school and even people returning back to school um in like a little bit older age um, I think my personal opinion is, I don't know if it's so much to do with call. I think it's just the generation that it's a lot easier to see results 
or call out the BS in something when uh, I think 20 years ago you could say, oh, I'm going to work, I'm going to go to school and work and become an, you know, the owner of this business and make $30 an hour. And then nowadays you can do that same thing and realize, oh, wow, they worked 25 years to get there um, to make $30 an hour, but I'm kind of interested in this. And if I get a degree, this potentially salary when I come out is equivalent to close to, you know, $28 an hour after four years rather than 25. So I think a lot of it is being at the access to information and be able to call out or see like, you know, I don't want to work at McDonald's this whole time. Like I see that there's this route that I'm somewhat interested that I can go to, or there's always these new programs that are being made to kind of relate to people or trade schools or something along that lines that people see they want to go from, you know, where they're at to the end result of, you know, having that nice house or whatever that dream is or traveling the world. They can see that a little bit easier than uh, I feel like generations past. Yeah. And along with that, I agree with all, I agree with everything Julian said there. And along with that, like that is kind of just the societal norm. Like, Oh, if you're going to be successful, like, Oh, you're smart what college are you going to, you know? And that is definitely like a societal norm for us. And also I feel like when you graduate high school, you know, like you don't really have like a bunch of options because you need money, you know? And like if your parents are like down to just support you living at their house, not having a job, like it's not very fulfilling. So you do like you go and get a job. What got job can you get without a college degree or you can go to college, you know? And I think college is great because it gives you four or five or however many years you're there to kind of mature and to see things through a different light, you know, now as a graduating senior college this year, you know, my perspective on the world is a lot different than graduating high school. And I was living in a house with my parents, you know, when they were kind of making all the decisions. So I think college is just such a great time of, of growth, you know, and I think that kind of segues into a question I thought about before, before this podcast is about like college, you know, like, obviously, like you think about when you think of college, you think of like the classroom and the academia, but I think like you learn so much too, like, outside of school you know like moving out of the house like living by yourself you know like kind of taking care of your own business like I think that's such a big standpoint like where I feel like I've even maybe learned more about like like you know socially and like responsibility wise outside of class that might even help me more in my future and in my jobs just socially than maybe a college degree even would gotcha so I mean it sounds like um uh it seems like it's uh, like culturally it's it's just kind of the the way that things are flowing and also uh it offers you things that you learn outside the classroom like world experience and almost uh experience with yourself and understanding how you are like as a person and doing some research i mean it does make sense because comparing it to other investments because really education or formal education is an investment on yourself um, which I'm a big fan of that investment because you can take it anywhere. I mean, you hop on a plane, it's not in your carry on um, mm. unless you carry your head is in your bag, which is another issue. I think but, that's a felony in some places. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it has a higher return than the stock market or gold or anything like that. But at the same time, uh, I think that there is something to be said about possibly going to trade schools or, you know, doing a journeymanship where maybe you're not academically uh, or uh, like, you know, is steeped in academia 
as somebody who goes to college, but I think in many cases, like you, what you gain outside of that, it's almost like, uh, and granted I haven't went, but I could imagine it being like college, but all the stuff that you learn is because you're actually doing it hands on. And there's none of that, you know, like super high ubiquitous or like super high, um, high knowledge that you will find, you know, you learn to memorize for a class and then it left as easily as quickly as the term ended, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think you touched on one of the big things I think about in college all the time is, um, to me, college is a big thing about memory, right? I think it's, you get this test, memorize these words or these answers or these problems and you put it down and you get an A. You've got an A, you're happy, you forget about it. And I also think it's one of those things that the basis of college, to me, the foundation is just kind of wrong in the fact that like all of us know our GPAs, right? And it's like, great, you have a 4.0 and that's what they value you on. Like, oh yeah, you have a 4.0, but like little do they know, like my, maybe my 4.0 isn't as honest as someone else's 4.0. Or like maybe my 4.0 is a lot easier than someone else's 4.0. So you're valuing the end results than the intake of the actual knowledge. And I think in some cases, like our case, I don't think that's a huge deal. But in some cases, I know kids that have a 4.0 from going online and, you know, finding all the answers and memorizing them and finding their ways to write it down and getting that A. And then you put those people out in the real world like Mark was touching on and they, it isn't the same as someone with you know an honest you know maybe they have a 2.5 but they really took in all the information and they're just killing it because they're actually applying it as opposed to like a 4.0 in Google can only take you so far in your job field yeah you know and I can kind of attribute to that whole phenomena you know I was valedictorian in high school and you know kind of just was all about just trying to get the A's you know like wasn't really learning trying to learn about stuff and you know, I get to, to school and also, you know, my high school degree that wasn't, it wasn't really like the hardest, you know, like some of the grading styles made it a little easier to get good grades. So I didn't really learn. I just tried to get the grade. And when I got to school, you know, like all my buddies and, and teammates, they, they actually learned all that stuff. And for the first like year and a half of college, it was really hard for me and I was way behind because I had, I had used that type of strategy to learn and I was just way behind on the curriculum. So yeah, the whole completion versus knowledge is a big kind of a big problem I think in the education system. What are you actually there for to learn or to just to get a, a letter on a piece of paper that says good job? So it sounds like you guys are almost uh painting the picture of kind of how the education system fails um students because uh what it tests you on isn't necessarily how well you've internalized the the education or knowledge and i mean from my understanding that's that's what it's for like a class the class i took or the classes i took were meant for me to internalize that knowledge so i could use it in the most like broad sense or however i needed to like mm -hmm. in the future yeah and that was some of the classes you took well i'm or saying in general like, well just in general and i mean granted um, studying for the CFA, I think that was mentioned before. Uh, I feel like I've, I mean, very similar picture in the fact that, um, granted, I wasn't a 4.0 student in college, but, um, the amount of time and hard work and effort I spent in college was easily 
eclipsed by <laughs> a, a simple, like, by one study session or, like, a three-month study um, period for the CFA. I mean, um, I feel like there's there's a lot of people who are naturally, just have natural aptitude that can kind of coast or people, you know, there's, there's weak points of the education system. And I feel like that's a, like, could be addressed. Mm, yeah, I think to me, I've noticed the education system is very pattern based. You can find out your teacher's pattern very quickly yeah. and figure out their grading style and what they're really for really quickly. And then, like you said, in your case, when you come to the CFA, there's no pattern. It's just like, all right, here's this, here's these words. I need to know these. Let me write these on my um, bathroom mirror so I see them every day and I know what's going on as opposed to like in college, you're like, oh, wow, that's a cool word. Like, will this be on? Hey, teacher, will this be on the test? Oh, yeah, it will be on the test. Like, maybe that's different for each college experience, but like they still kind of give you an idea of what's going to be out there as the CFA just come out or those bigger life lessons come out and like, do you know it? Yes or no? Oh, is it going to be on there? You better know it if it is, you know? Um, so I think that's one of those things that college fails on. But transitioning to kind of the cost of college, I want to throw out some numbers at you guys and see what you think. Please do. Um, I'm considering you both are interested in finance and economics and numbers. Um, what do you think the average price of a private education in today's society is? Oh, in real dollars? Yeah. Ooh. Like current dollars? Private education, yeah. For four years? Um, yeah, average cost. Per year. Per year. Yeah. Tuition? Tuition. Tuition and I fees. would say like 60 grand. You know, that's a lot, a lot higher. What is your guess? I would say like 35 grand. Yeah. So private education nowadays is $35,000. Um, and then I kind of adjusted some of these numbers. I went to a very loosely inflation ca calculator nice. and looked at the price of inflation um, from like 1990. Um, so 1990 to 1991, private education for the whole year was $13,000. And then adjusted to inflation at 2.28% is what it was giving me as an average um, for those 26 years. It came out to around twenty four thousand. So it's not a it's a difference, but it's not truly a huge difference. And then I found from there in sixteen years, at this current rate of saying five percent, it's a five percent increase in tuition cost. Um, private college will be ninety two thousand dollars a year, according to CNBC. So shooting low is what you're saying. So by twenty twenty nine, private education will be ninety two thousand dollars with state education in that same year 2029 being forty two thousand dollars as it's currently ten thousand dollars so i was doing a little bit of uh um the research i did isn't wasn't too far or like very on the same track as what you kind of painted the picture as and so doing further research i kind of understood why that reason was this like really really strange and scary statistics on how fast the college education um the experience is growing in expense and so the things that i found is um first off just just plain and simple there's more people going to college yeah and um 
you got to think about what that means. So there's more people going to college. And I know you mainly talked about private colleges, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's a huge amount of state and local, like, you know, community colleges or state universities and things like that. Um, the government subsidies for those colleges have increased as well, but nowhere near the amount that um, participation rates and enrollment rates in schools are. So first off, like what the government gives those universities, that means that that dollar for every dollar that they give them, it needs to be spread much, much further than it ever previously had to. And then another thing to think about, too, is um, when it comes to like our generation, there's a lot of it, I believe. And um, please, listeners, because chances are you are uh, in the same generation as all of us here. Uh, a lot of it is um, the right fit. Like, you know, the just that phrase itself. I mean, it's very, very important to find the right fit in colleges. So you see um, colleges increasing the amount of like amenities. So, for instance, like, oh, we just redid our library to have an awesome library with a 3D printer or, mm-hmm. you know, the amount of outside activities that this college has or, you know, in-campus involvement this college has. And those things, I feel like, um, short of, you know, um, your normal expenses of college, I feel like those, or from my research, those things have increased because this generation, um, uh, the, what we value is the right fit. So to appeal to them the most that they can, they are trying to offer the most at their specific college or university. So do you guys think with more people going to college now, the value of the degree is getting lower? Um, I think it might actually be the opposite of that, just due to like supply and demand. You know, like there's so many people that want to go to college and so many people that want to go to this specific college. So I feel like the institutions are like, all right, how much can we charge and still meet our quotas? You know, because if you think about it, they want to, they're trying to make money, you know, as institutions. And so with the increase of people wanting to go to college, you know, it's like, okay, well, how much can we charge and still, uh, meet our, meet our like enrollment rates? Yeah. So in the institution, institution's eyes, value's going up. What about your personal value? Um, I believe that as far as personal value goes, like how I personally value my own education, as in, like, you're an, you're an employer looking um, at someone. So their, I guess, their personal value or the... Um, well, I, th- I think it's always been... It's, it's, it's a metric. It's a metric thing. And, I mean, the employer, the first thing that he sees about you is this piece of paper that says, uh, my name is, uh, you know, Jordan... Hingle McCringleberry. Yeah, Hingle McCringle. <laughs> Dr. Hingle McCringleberry. And I went to X school and I have my doctorate in Hingling. So, I mean, before they ever get to meet you or get that experience, 99% of the time they see your CV or resume and decide on that part. And so it's very easy to discern or discriminate or differentiate is the word, not like to discriminate the way yeah. you think about it normally. Um, people who went to X school or Y school or got X grades or Y grades. Um, so 
I think that it just raises the bar for people, um, you know, especially in white collar jobs, but blue collar jobs. I think it's the inverse relationship of the fact that um, like electrician work, plumbing work, welding work, like those are very, very high sought after Mm -hmm. trades. And it's because culturally um, it's been a more popular avenue as you can see by our three, the three people who are speaking on this podcast to go to college compared to do some of those trades. So um, the more that you see people flooding in colleges and less blue collar work, like for instance, here's a, here's a scenario. So you guys know Dubai, like yeah. the, just the metropolis and of such lavishness and stuff. Um, so economically I was reading this article and I found it super like, like exciting in a nerd way. Um, so basically everyone that has a very, very high paying, like does something that's very high paying and everything. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you run into this problem where the only people who live in Dubai are people who have high paying jobs, but supply and demand, like you said, Mark, the demand for janitors never changed, but the supply has because everybody else is doing something different. Mm-hmm. So what happens in that scenario? Do you find the janitors making more than, you know, a, a director at uh, some corporation or, you know, you got to think about the counteractions to the main trend. Yeah, I agree. I think that rolls into kind of like talking janitor, director, CEO. Um, so if someone without a high school degree will make on average $26,000 a year. As you bump up to, we'll skip to an associate's degree will get you $42,000 a year. And you'll get to a master's about $70,000 a year on average. But these averages are extremely skewed because the highest paying jobs are STEM jobs. So science, technology, economics, and math. Well, so is that average or median? Um, average. Okay. Yeah. So, um, with like the number one job right now or highest paying job that is trending is software development, which makes sense in many reasons to me. Um, and then according to Forbes, the lowest was like a category assistant. So like a marketing assistant or like an engineering assistant or something along that was the lowest paying college degree job out of college. Julian, aren't you a marketing major? Yeah, I'm a director of marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I found that interesting, and that kind of got to the point of seeing that we have a STEM or two STEM students in here. Where is the balance between quality of life and education since you come both from different schools? Because I think that's something that factors into the college decision nowadays is quality of life and what you're doing and what it rewards to or what you want your reward to be. I, I, I wanna, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about that, Mark. Yeah, so, you know, as I am a petroleum engineering major, uh, last time I checked on some website, I can't be, but it's like the third highest paying job in the world, mm-hmm. right? And I have most of my friends in the degree are 22-year-old, 21-year-old guys I don't know one of them without a job offer of over a hundred grand. One of my buddies signed a job for 125 grand with, uh, I guess I don't really want to say the company, yeah, but, uh, good. you know, like they all have these, uh, <laughs> they all have these, uh, you know, amazing jobs, you know, but 
they're all moving to either places like Midland, Texas or North Dakota. And, you know, kind of around my junior year, I realized like, hey, I don't really like petroleum engineering or engineering, I guess, at all in general. And that's not something I really want to do. And I also don't want to go live in one of those places. You know, I'd love to live in a big city after I graduate. And my, my decision there was, okay, yeah, I could go make a bunch of money. And kind of all my life before that, and even going into petroleum engineering, I was like, yeah, if I make a lot of money, like I'll be happy. Like it'll be sweet. It'll, and, and once I started to kind of study the stuff and, you know, have a pretty vigorous, vigorous curriculum at my school, uh, you know, I was like, this isn't, I'm not happy. Like I'm not happy learning this. I'm not happy doing this. And kind of I'm not happy in this culture, the people around me, you know, I have good friends, but just kind of the overall culture of that industry, you know, it's kind of just not who I am. That's not a knock on that industry. It's just kind of not, not really what I agree with. So, um, yeah, I chose to take a different path. And if it means that I don't make as much money at the start, you know, I think I can still find a job that's pretty, pretty well off and probably hopefully be successful. But, uh, you know, I think that's important to me because I think, you know, you get one life and, I'm, I want to be, you know, when I'm 22, I don't want to be kind of out in the middle of nowhere. You know, I'd love to be in a big city meeting new people and, you know, kind of being at the school I'm at and kind of going through pretty vigorous education. I've learned that, you know, life's not so much about like getting money and doing all that as much as everyone think it is, but like just surrounding yourself with good people and a place you want to live, doing something that you actually truly wake up and enjoy every single day. You know, I think that's kind of where I'm at right now, those are kind of the three things that I, I find most important to me when looking for a job. So not to uh, bring back a, like a somewhat of a foreshadowing moment, but it sounds like petroleum engineering isn't the right fit for you. <laughs> sorry. All right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yes, yes, Jordan. I would agree. I would agree. But... Um, Besides, I mean, what you said, I think like if you were uh, asking me the same question, which I felt like Mark, you answered it very well. Like I would say the same amount of things and not to get too like, you know, uh, out there worldly, but I think that something like living, like living conditions and things or, you know, making a lot of money. I, I honestly, what I believe money is, is a physical materialization of options. Um, and the fact of like choice. So with a lot of money, you have a lot of choices, but that doesn't mean that your quality of life is better than another person. It just means that, um, you have more options or choices, which I mean, eventually that even equates to power. So it depends on how much power you want and where you want your power. If you want your power in, um, your buying decisions of like, you know, if uh, you want a new brand new sports car or Lamborghini and that's where you want to commit your power to, then it would be different than if you wanted to have all your power in, let's say, uh, your time, mm-hmm. you know, and the power of you being able to manage your yeah. time however you wanted. And I feel like, um, currently for me personally, and this is a personal decision, I m- tend to more lean towards, putting my power towards my time than I do, um, you know, being able to buy different things. And um, I do also want to say that I would consider economics more of a social science, so not specifically in STEM, but at the same time, like we do share a lot of similarities between, you know, 
the the science you know the engineering the math and all that good stuff yeah and uh one fun fact i want to drop too when you guys talk about quality life and kind of understanding where you want to be at even if you have a hundred and forty thousand dollars in student debt which student debt is climbing and it's disgusting and that's a different topic but realistically if you work for 30 years you have to make an extra two dollars an hour to kind of make that worth it which really if you think about it as much as we've knocked the cons of what the cost is or what the debt is like extra two dollars an hour after your degree isn't something that's crazy or unfeasible um so it's really understanding like you're saying your quality of life and where it's going to get you and if putting that money one hundred forty thousand dollars towards education that you're in the hole but you know on the, the back end you're going to be happy where you're at and you have the means to pay that back is great but 